0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.
1: Our guest this morning is Alex Sirian, President and CEO of Arts Commons. Alex moved here from New York City after working for seven years in leadership roles at Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts. He and his wife, with the two dogs, got in an RV and drove 4,000 kilometers to start a new life in Calgary in the middle of the pandemic. Originally from Toronto, Alex lived in Buenos Aires for 15 years, and he's a Booker Jr.'s fan, before going to New York to pursue his career. Alex joined us to give us his review on Arts Common and on Calgary as a newcomer to Calgary. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, David
2: and Tara. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Tara.
3: Good morning. So, Alex, you know I have to start with the RV trip from New York. We <laughs> got to start there. There must be some stories out of that trip, New York to Calgary. It
2: was so. It was fascinating. So it was. It was the most beautiful way to travel across the continent. I don't know that I will ever do that again. Um, <laughs> um, but, but it was, you know, we're talking about May of 2020. So this is when, at least in the U.S., things were still very uncertain. And so as beautiful as it was to drive across, it, it also felt very apocalyptic because all these towns and cities were really, it was the height of the lockdown. So it was, mm. on the one hand, very beautiful. On the other hand, uh, a very um, uh, zombie-like movie-type trip. Mm.
3: And then you made it to Calgary, which we're happy you arrived safely and soundly. How are you and your wife enjoying it here? Big adjustment from New York?
2: It is, but it's also, you know, I keep on telling people, I feel like Calgary is the best kept secret in terms of quality of life, in terms of opportunities. Um, Now that the pandemic is hopefully mostly behind us, we're starting to welcome friends and family that are coming to visit and to Mm -hmm. be able to now see it through their eyes again. It's almost like the honeymoon period is restarting all over again. We absolutely love it.
1: Alex, you know, uh, in 1991 was the last time that we had the Battle of Alberta, which uh, is now boiling. And at that time, Calgary had about 755,000 people, according to the census of 1991. Now, the last census, we are over almost a million and a quarter. But I think that a lot of people don't know what Arts Commons is all about. Uh, yeah, there are some people that are, you know, they know and they, they are members. But can you share with, with our audience what does uh, Arts Commons en- encompasses in terms of what do you have there?
2: Sure. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad that you mentioned Lincoln Center, which is where I was in New York before. Because many people understand what Lincoln Center is, but not many people understand what Arts Commons is. And in fact, they're very similar because Arts Commons was actually modeled after Lincoln Center. We, of course, look very differently and we operate on a different scale. But for those of you that know Lincoln Center, it's the world's largest performing arts center. And within the umbrella of Lincoln Center, you have things like the Metropolitan Opera and the New York City Ballet and the New York Philharmonic. Well, in Calgary, we have Arts Commons. Um, and within Arts Commons, we have the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. We have Theater Calgary, Alberta Theater Projects. Uh, a One Yellow Rabbit with the high-performance rodeo and downstage, and over 200 community groups that come in and use our venues, our theaters. Um, so it is we are that performing arts center. We're a hub for creativity. And what most Calgarians don't know is that we are the third largest art center in Canada and the largest in Western Canada. And when you talk hmm. about the population of 1991, well, in 1985 when we opened, Calgary had a population of around a little more than 600,000. Then we are projecting by 2025 to have a population of 1.5 million. And what I find fascinating is a city of Calgary size in 1985 said, we want to have one of the largest performing arts centers in North America. And they set out to do it. And that's who we are today. So there's a lot to be proud of at, uh, as we look ahead, there are also many things that we should celebrate about the things that people before us have done.
3: We're with Alex Sarian, president and CEO of Arts Commons. Um, you talk about the social aspect and what arts will bring to the community. Can you expand a little bit on that, Alex, and let us know, you know what you've seen it bring to different communities in places that you've traveled around the world?
2: Absolutely. And I th- That's a great question. And I think it's a great question on the heels of most of us spending two years in isolation. And many mm-hmm. of us still are somewhat isolated from each other. And the irony is, on the one hand, I think we I, I think I speak for many of us when I say that we have consumed record record amounts of arts and culture over the past two years. I have listened to more Spotify. I have watched more Netflix. I've seen I've binged watched more TV shows in the past two years than is than should be humanly possible and I'd like to think that I don't speak for uh, just myself
3: but the irony
2: is that we've been doing it but we've been doing it by ourselves and I actually had a wonderful conversation with a mental health practitioner and what he said is whenever we have a cultural experience or experience of any kind whenever we have it by ourselves we actually become an echo chamber for our own biases But when we have a cultural experience in community, then all of a sudden we start exercising what he calls uh, emotional referencing. So imagine, you know, if you're watching a movie by yourself and you find something funny, you're laughing, but you don't have anything to reference in terms of community building. However, if you were watching a piece of theater and you find yourself laughing along with a thousand other people, all of a sudden you are course correcting your emotions And likewise, if you're in a room with a thousand other people and you respond to something by crying while everybody else is laughing, then all of a sudden you find yourself developing those social skills that are so important, certainly for young people, but I think in general, in terms of community building. So one of the things that I'm talking about a lot these days is after two years of isolation, cultural opportunities in large groups safely help us rebuild community, help us rebuild those social skills. And I think there will be an urgency for arts experiences and cultural experiences, particularly with younger people, as we reemerge from the pandemic. You,
1: you've been to uh, the Lincoln Center, which, you know, is very famous for the, as you mentioned, the uh, Met Opera, the New York City Ballet, the Julian School of, uh, of Arts. And I've been there uh, for the opera with my wife, and uh, it's very expensive. <laughs> but what do you think, from your experience, you can bring to arts commons that we don't have right now and can help elevate arts commons in, in, in the community and on its own?
2: That's a great question. So the, the one thing that you know Lincoln Center, not only was arts commons modeled after Lincoln Center, Lincoln Center was the very first modern performing arts center in the world. And what I mean by that is, it's its very own uh, special type of business. Um, So for example, we talk a lot about collective impact. So it's not, we're not just a landlord where, you know, five or six companies operate out of. We are a support mechanism. So we provide shared services and economies of scale for small and mid-sized organizations that otherwise perhaps wouldn't have the ability to succeed. And so we the first step to answer your question is we need to get our house in order. And by that, what I mean is we need to start finding these ways of working together, working better together so that we are supporting the larger ecosystem of the arts in Calgary, uh, certainly within the confines of our building, but also beyond sometimes. So that's the first thing is how do we work better together? Because the second part of that answer and ultimately what matters is, if we get our house in order, then we can provide a one-stop shop for any Calgarian that is interested in the arts. I I think the future of the arts is based on a concept that is called cultural promiscuity. Um, And it's a a funny phrase, but essentially what it means is people want to consume arts and culture on their terms, and they may not necessarily care about a subscription package or a five-show package. They want what they want when they want it, and that means transcending organizations. So going one one weekend to the Calgary Phil, one weekend to Theater Calgary. And because we are this performing arts center that can provide that easy access, once we get our house in order, once we get our ducks in a row, we can then present to Calgary a unified front that incentivizes uh, this idea of cultural promiscuity. So the more you buy across institutions, the more we can reward you um, the more we can cross-promote. And so I think we have so many opportunities of uh, working better together, not just for the benefit of the organizations, but for the benefit of Calgary audiences writ large.
3: It's all about that, evolving that customer experience, right? We're with uh, Alex Sarian, the president and CEO of Arts Commons. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. And we're back with Alex Syrian, president and CEO of Arts Commons. You
1: know, Alex, with all the respect to Arts Commons, I have to ask you a personal question as well. Um, and that is, you know, you lived in Argentina, you're from Canada, you lived in the U.S., and all three are playing in the World Cup this year. Who are you going to cheer for?
2: Always Argentina. Always <laughs> Argentina. And I will say there was something, there, you know, I, I remember as a kid, when Argentina reaches the final of a World Cup, They cancel school. Nobody goes to work. And there is something so beautiful about the community that is built. And, and, you know, you mentioned the Battle of Alberta. I'm seeing I'm experiencing for the first time something very similar to that here. But when it comes to football, unapologetically, Argentina.
1: So so I have to share with you and with Tara, when I was in the army, we had one of the platoon was a lot of people from Argentina. And that was 1978 when the World Cup was in Argentina and the final was Buenos Aires in Buenos Aires, Argentina versus Holland. They stopped all our platoon, uh, drillings and we had, we got to watch the game. And when Argentina won, those guys went crazy. Campeon, campeon, campeon.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was a big year for Argentine history.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, who owns Arts Commons?
2: Who are the owners? So, so, Arts Commons. So, this is a. It's a great story because it also explains why we're expanding and with the help from who. But Arts Commons is actually owned by the city. Um, and and when I think about the history of Arts Commons and and the civic leaders that built it, it is such a beautiful testament that even though it's operated independently by Arts Commons and we are. A nonprofit arts charity, um, and so we do all of the programming. We operate independently. We are we are a civic partner, much like the zoo is, but we operate what is essentially a city asset on the city's behalf. Um, so that is, uh, and that to me, that's a it, you know you talk about public-private partnerships. We have incredible amount of sponsors, and so Arts Commons really does bring together where the intersection of that Venn diagram between public and private investing in the and the vibrancy of our downtown.
3: One of your mandates at Arts Commons is to provide and care for artists and art organizations. So how do you do that?
2: So, you know, you know, there there's the the, the business the the colder answer to that question or the perhaps less interesting side is, you know, we provide a home for arts organizations and we provide below market access the low market value access to world-class amenities, world-class services. So all of the companies, all of our resident companies are housed within arts commons both artistically and administratively and we provide that at prices that they wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So that's our way of providing support for organizations. We also work with around 200 community groups that access our venues, our spaces on an event by event basis and we per- and we work with them but really for artists is, you know, we try, it's, it, ultimately we work with organizations because we understand that if we support them, they're supporting artists. Arts Commons also has a presenting arm. Um, so if you've been to an Arts Commons Presents, a Nat Geo presentation, a Classic Albums Live, we do a lot of presenting ourselves, so we work directly with artists. We work, a, we also work a lot with local artists That represents communities and artist communities that have been historically marginalized from the downtown art scene. So a year and a half ago, we launched the Arts Commons uh, TV Incubator Program, and it's really about welcoming artists that are doing amazing work, but that are working outside of the confines of traditional art centers so they're blurring the lines between genres they're blurring the lines between audiences and so we want to support them because they are the future but we also want to learn from them so we have a responsibility to support the next generation but also particularly as we expand and 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 renovate we need to make sure that we're not we're not extending an antiquated version of art centers but providing spaces that they they want and will need.
1: Based on the uh, $450 expansion that was announced recently, what can we expect in the near future to see with uh, the uh, Art Commons uh, campus?
2: Oh, my goodness, David. Well, when, when people ask me why I would leave, you know, why would I possibly leave New York for Calgary, there are so many ways of answering it. But one of the biggest is, we are looking at the single largest cultural infrastructure project in recent Canadian history. Um, one of the world's first performing arts centers to be designed since COVID has forced us to reimagine uh, design, construction, even how we plan cultural experiences, and that will be housed in uh, in downtown Calgary. So for those of you that have been to Arts Commons, what you can expect, uh, we're currently designing what I'm calling the Arts Commons Campus because it, we are expanding into a new building across the street. So wrapping around Olympic Plaza, um, we will have a much more integrated uh, relationship with Olympic Plaza. I do see that as sort of the the, the center of of Arts Commons, you know, like David, you talk about going to Lincoln Center. When I say to you, meet me at Lincoln Center, we all know to meet me by the fountain. If I say to you today, meet me at Arts Commons, we're going to get lost for an hour and never find each other. First first of all, I'll
1: ask you, where is it? Yeah,
2: exactly. So, what would it look like for Olympic Plaza to be that center of gravity, and for us, in partnership with the city and others, to be able to activate and program the plaza—free programming, family programming. So, what Calgarians can expect is a brand new building that will house a 1,000 seat theater, another 200 seat theater, lots of rehearsal spaces, but more importantly, lots of public amenities. The biggest question for me in the arts in the 21st century is, how can we provide cultural experience to somebody whether or not they bought a ticket? I think historically, and you you mentioned that the Met Opera is very expensive, one of the biggest barriers to participation is financial barriers. And we want to design a building that isn't designed only for the ticket holder, but that is also designed for the downtown worker that's going somewhere for lunch or the family that's ice skating in Olympic Plaza and wants to come into the building. So we need to flip the narrative of what a performing arts center does. And I think Calgary will really be ground zero around the world for how we we rethink that. So once we build that, and we should be opening that um, hopefully by 2027, 2028, then we turn our attention to our current facility, which we will completely uh, renovate and integrate the vision into the other building so that at the end of the day, it'll feel like a cohesive campus that is integrated with one another and integrated with uh, um with olympic plaza as well
1: alex when you when you travel to san francisco um downtown or to new york around the met uh, or the uh, lincoln center there's no doubt that uh, at least in my mind since visiting both cities that the um arts the art schools and the students walking around making a huge difference Are you thinking about bringing an art school to downtown?
2: Well, so what's interesting now is we're normally, when you look at the history of performing arts centers, the residential development happens after the building of the Performing Arts Center. So in Lincoln Center's example, um, they built the center, and then over the next 40, 50 years, what we today know as the Upper West Side was developed around it, including Juilliard, and including the uh, LaGuardia High School for the Performing Arts, which is the, you know, the famous uh, FAME high school, which is right next yeah. to Lincoln Center. The challenge for us here is that we're trying to expand in a downtown core that has already been developed. So I don't know that we have the square footage to do it, but what I am very encouraged by is that, you know, I, I, I went to a, a Calgary Chamber event last week where everybody's talking about how do we bring universities downtown? how do we repurpose uh abandoned office space perhaps into residential perhaps into university so while that not ma- so while that's not something that arts commons can tackle on its own i am very energized to know that within a two block radius of our campus we might have a high presence of uh uh, education institutions, higher education institutions, and where I get excited is we have a big commitment to arts education. I just came from observing a first grade classroom, and our work in uh, our work with the Calgary Board of Education and the Catholic School Board will continue to expand. So, arts education from cradle to grave really will be part of our priority as part as part of our expansion.
3: I love your overall vision, Alex. Uh, big, big plans, and the passion that you have for it really oozes out. I just love it. Um, you've we've mentioned a few times now. You've lived in New York City, working with Lincoln Center, Buenos Aires, Toronto. What about living in Calgary has surprised you? We have about thirty seconds.
2: <laughs> I think it's I think it's the people. I um, my wife and I we, I spend most of my time convincing Calgarians how great their town is. And at first it was cute and it was funny. And now it's getting to the point where if we could just get out of our own way, Calgary, I mean, the people are amazing. There's, there's a kindness, um, the arts and culture scene, the food scene, access to nature. I could go on and on, but it truly is one of the most special places I have ever been to. And I feel privileged to live here and call Calgary home.
3: What a way to end our interview, Alex. This has been great. Alex Sarian, president and CEO of Arts Commons. We look forward to seeing you execute on all these big plans you've got.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Alex, for being our guest.
2: Thank you. Anytime. It's a pleasure.
0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.